Hi, my name is Rafa Lombardino and this is Translation Confessional. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Living in a bilingual household. Hi, uh, my name is Vince Lombardino. I'm the husband of Hoffa. <laughs> yeah. You just got to say it correctly. Hoffa, not yeah. Rafa, Raffaella. Okay. Uh, uh, Raffaella. Yeah. After 20 years, yeah, at least uh, yeah. you call me by my right name. Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is it like and how crazy is it to live in a bilingual house? Uh, it's something to, at first it was something to adjust to. Um, but at first we didn't have kids, so it was mostly English that yeah. we speak. Yeah. What about with the kids? Because we don't plan and we end up yelling the same thing at the kids, but in two different languages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting to see the kids' reaction to, especially when you see the kids doing the translation uh, between, going in between you and I. Yeah. Because they'll just reply to me and throw some Portuguese words in there, or I'll say something to them and they'll turn around and go talk to you. Yeah. But they say it in English. Right. Yeah. So, or even with each other. Like today, it's like, you know, I just told, her, told Marissa that I was making chicken and I said it all in Portuguese. And she's like, okay. And then Lawrence was like, what, what is she saying? What is she saying? And she just turns to him and just gives the whole message and interprets what I just said. But yeah, I just think it's funny that sometimes we, we didn't even, you know, try to plan it. And you yell at them something to discipline them in English while I'm saying the same thing in Portuguese at the same time. So... Yeah, but then they also use it as a convenience sometimes, saying, I don't understand, I don't know what you mean. But they do that regardless what language we're talking about. Yeah, it's not that they don't understand the language, they just don't pay attention and they just don't care. Yeah, but I I, I think the more entertaining parts is when the kids, when they come to me like I didn't hear you and they interpret what you said into English... And I sit there going, yes, I heard what mom said. Okay. But, but they don't really change. Lorenzo changes it sometimes. Of, oh, no, but mom said, but yeah. dad said. Marissa, yeah. not so much. But Lorenzo yeah. tries to play it of how you interpret incorrectly. <laughs> well, as we know, it's like, yeah. Lorenzo will interpret the way he wants to interpret it. Yeah. But that's why, you know, most of the time, you know, it's like uh, I hear what you're saying and then they come and then he uh, says it in his way mm-hmm. yeah but you got the message because you heard it yeah yeah so uh, what was the comment again that you made about how 
going to Brazil and then uh, my cousins who are a little younger than me and also have kids and how they talk to their kids in Portuguese. What was the comment that you made again? Uh, I, you pretty much say the same things to all the kids, like all the terminology, yeah. all the all the, the sayings. Um, but it just but it's something that I've recognized just not with your cousins, though. Uh, I recognize, you know, uh, a lot of Brazilians when they speak to their kids, they use a lot of the same terminology yeah. along, along a lot of the same sayings. Um, you know, it's just something picked up where it's just like, oh, okay, it's very common to say <laughs> certain, you know, certain sayings. Um, I couldn't come to tell you right off the top of my head what they are, but when I hear them, it's like, oh, okay, I'm very familiar with what that means. Because it's just saying that all Brazilian mothers sound alike. <laughs> they all say the same. Pretty close at okay. times, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, just when we were at the uh, Brazilian, um, uh, the Brazilian restaurant, we were picking up the food. You know, they had the mm. the the. Um, the parents with the little kid, yeah, and and they're talking to their little daughter the exact same way as you, you know you used to talk to Marissa and Lorenzo when they were little, yeah, yeah when they were little, you know, same type of so the same, you know, almost like same, not just the words but also kind of the inflection, mm. the kind of the tone, yeah, uh, is very <laughs> similar to. So you can pretty much just take the Brazilian parents out of Brazil, but you can't take the Brazilianess out of the parents. No, no matter if they're here, they're there. Yeah. No, no, it's like yeah, no matter where you go. I mean, <laughs> when we're at the airports and we see the Brazilian, you know, Brazilian kids running around and parents yeah. talking to them, it's just, yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> the one thing I notice is that, like, you know, when Marissa was younger, and I would take her to like dance class or to gymnastics at the YMCA. And I may be saying the cutest thing to her in Portuguese, but people around always think that I'm scolding her. Like, I'm just, you know, yelling and telling her off. And it's like, no, I'm just saying, oh, you look so cute. I'm just going like that, but saying something in Portuguese. And people just always think it's aggressive. So, Well, that, well that's, that comes to one thing I've told you, where it seems when I was uh, first... Uh, learning the Portuguese and getting familiar with it, it's like you have one extreme to the next. There's no middle area. It's very, you know, it's, you know, you're scolding or you're very sincere and loving. It goes from one extreme to the next. There's, but it all sounds the same. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but this is like the tone, but it's just it's like, oh, it's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. It's like, ooh, whoa, what's wrong with her? Calm down, calm down. So throughout the year, I mentioned you a lot on the podcast, but there was one episode that I talked about words that I learned from you. And the funny thing is that most of them were about food or drinks. It wasn't intentional, but that's what we start to remember. Um, do you remember how frustrating it was when you first started talking about foods from here? And when we just met in Brazil, I had never been to the United States and you're just telling me some stuff that is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean the best example is when I uh, we were at the beach, and uh, you and the kids were playing uh, taco, and and I was like, oh, that reminds me. Oh, that sounds good. That's, that's uh, you know that's it makes me hungry, and then explaining to you 
Oh, you know, I'll wait until you have a taco. And you're asking me, well, what is a taco? I'm all, well, it's made with a tortilla. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, what's a tortilla? It's just like, okay, this is not going very well. Because yeah. first you got to know the basic ingredients before you understand what the food is. Yeah, because yeah. I could already speak but, English to you. It was like a language problem, yeah. but I had no idea what Mexican food was. Because this is July 2001. There weren't even Mexican restaurants in Brazil. We had a lot of Mexican soap operas on TV, but not really yeah. the food. So you try to explain it to me. And all I could think about when you say taco is mm. the game taco that we play that kind of looks mm. like cricket. So you try to explain it to me and I'm like, I have no reference of that. I have no idea. Yeah. And then every single time I'm in Brazil, I hear the word I'm thinking of food. Yeah. But oh well. Now mm. Brazilians are more aware yeah. of, we have some... Mexican restaurants, even in my town, and we tried, and it's like not the real stuff. But <laughs> yeah. especially living so close to Mexico, what we ate there was like, yeah, that was okay, but it's not Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the, and that's the also the big difference is uh, when since we live so close to the border, we get the full experience yeah. that a lot of people don't get. Yeah. It was funny how um, we tried to get tortilla chips there at the restaurant and they had no idea what we were talking about because they called them nachos. And nachos for us, it's the tortillas with the cheese melted on top of it. But just the regular plain tortilla chips there, they call it nachos. So it's almost like, you know, a brand name that they just expanded on it. And it's like, okay, whatever, just bring me nachos then. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's not what we're ordering in our heads, because naturally something completely different. Yeah, and the, the the other part of that is when they brought out the tray of the hot sauces, <laughs> and your brother's making me try each one, and we went to the very hottest one, and the hottest one is still nowhere near what you can get here or even across the border. So yeah, the hot sauce is yeah. is not really hot. It wasn't, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, especially myself who has grown up having hot sauce my whole life. Yeah, yeah there is that's the, the one where, especially when you see other people try it, yeah, and they think it's the hottest thing in the world. Yeah, my parents can never have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is funny because when I first moved here, I could not have any hot sauce because my eyes would start tearing up, my nose start bleeding, and almost 20 years later. I just got used to it. I don't go as, you know, hot sauces. You you would try it or even Marissa would try it, but I can still survive. Well, when, when, when you first moved here, you thought Taco Bell was hot. Yes. The, the Taco Bell sauce, Taco Bell was, sauce hot. was hot. Yeah, so it was, it was too much for me. Yeah. And yeah, that was just <laughs> really... <laughs> well, I had no idea. And even though we have parts of Brazil that have very hot food, but I never tried Mm -hmm. it. I didn't grow up eating hot food. My parents don't like Mm -hmm. it, so I never was exposed to it. So it it took some time, but now I can enjoy it. Yeah. But now now, uh, Mexican food is probably one of the uh, main foods that we eat a lot. Yeah. If it's takeout, it's mostly Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. And then I make guacamole that is different from the guacamole here, but it's not really the guacamole that we see in Brazil that is different avocados. It just doesn't work the same way. And then my American friends like my guacamole better the way I make it. So I guess I earned some points from that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the, the, your guacamole is, I mean, it depends on where you go in Mexico because guacamole also changes when you go to Mexico. Yeah. And your guacamole, guacamole is uh, uh, kind of close to some some when you get more down into Mexico. Yeah. I mean, some of the flavors change a little bit, but it's yeah. not it's But not it's that mostly far. The, the main ingredient, the avocado itself, because you've seen uh-huh. the avocados in Brazil and they are different. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember just picking one from the tree, you know, and it's it's they're bigger. It's completely different. So and we oh. don't really make guacamole in Brazil. And people would just think that it's weird to have that with salad or with chicken, because I remember how weirded out you were when I first said, oh, that's a smoothie. That's why you make smoothies or dessert. Yeah. The, yeah. The, was it milk avocado smoothie? Yeah. Yeah. That's something. I that's, still like it. No, yeah. No. I used to drink it as a baby in a baby bottle. That to get avocado, you get milk, you just make a smoothie, and you just drink it. And it's our kids liked it. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like you know, we were down there. I tried it once, and I think that's all I'm going to ever try it. Is that one time? Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The other thing that I was remembering was... Um how when we first met and we were like, you know, getting to know each other and talking, walking down the beach avenue and just, you know, just talking. And we were being followed by this one little girl who was probably like, you know, six, seven years old on her tricycle. And she's following us, trying to listen because she's just, she doesn't understand what's going on because we're just speaking English in Brazil, in my town. And it's not something that you see all the time in my town. You, you, remember how hard it was for you to communicate with people so i just i always remember that little girl following us when you know back in 2001 when you went there for the first time yeah yeah and 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 she was just like following us and she was just like just amazed just trying to listening in of what what's going on because it's something that she always she only probably only heard on tv so it's like you know these are like uh, tv people in front of me because they're speaking this different language that i don't know Yeah, because I remember when we turned, we looked at her. It's almost like she was in a trance. Like, what, what, what are they speaking? Or this, like, wait, wait, how come I might be understanding like one or two words? I know she was too small too. I think she was just more mesmerized of like you know, this is what TV sounds like than trying to understand. But then there were like teenagers that I remember later on, probably ten years later, two thousand ten or so. We're walking down, we're speaking kind of soft because we don't want to, you know, speak too loud in English and attract bad attention. But these two uh, kids, teenagers on a bike, they heard us and they kind of like, you know, started to go a little slower. We went past them again. Then they started just following us on the bike and they started speaking English to one another. 
So do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, actually, there's still in. It, you hear it more now, but I remember when I would first would go down there, it felt rare to hear uh, people uh, speaking English walking by, and yeah. it just it's because it, it would stick out so much. Now when we go down there, it doesn't seem to, it does. You don't be as I'm not as surprised as much now mm-hmm. because it seems like more and more people are learning English um, yeah. in your city. But when when I first went there is you know like the story goes it's like when i remember making my reservation you know <laughs> i sent an email making my reserva- reservation and they were replying back in english it's like you know is anyone able to speak english there yes we'll have someone someone will be on staff someone's always here to speak english and then i remember when i got there I, you know, I went to the counter and, and you know, asked, you know, is anyone here able to speak English? And then they got the woman. She came to the counter. I told her I have a reservation. You know, my, you know, uh, I told her my name, and she looked at me like I was speaking a different language. It yeah. went right over her head. And then I remember all the times that I, yeah, me and my friends have been down in Mexico. I'm like, okay. Now I gotta really break it down. I gotta talk to her like almost like I'm in elementary school. Yeah. So I gotta break it down to the simplest form, yeah. because the other part is um, what happens to a lot of Americans is they do not realize how much slang we use every single day. Mm-hmm. You just use one went over her head. Yeah. You're going to have to translate that into plain English so people can understand. Right. I mean, and that goes even to, you know, the discussion we've had when I visit my cousins in Sicily. When I visit them, my, it's it's almost like I'm excited to see them and I don't catch myself and I don't think about it until, until I kind of settle in. Once I settle in, then it's easier for, if I feel like it's easier for her to communicate because they seem to miss a lot of what I'm saying, even yeah. though they, some of them speak, you know, speak very minimal English. It's the, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, they're they're learning too, but yeah. still, it's the same. It's no, the but the even same the part. the girls, well, they're my age, but it's like mm-hmm. the girls, they they have pretty good level of English, mm-hmm. but the slangs that you were throwing around and how you were just you no know, using contractions, just. It was something that doesn't flow as well for someone who is uh, an English speaker that has English as a second language. So most of the times you were saying something, you're all excited, you know, just found family and just, you know, I had an episode about that. And you're just excited talking about things in English and they are having a hard time following because first it's just too fast and second it's just all the slangs. So even with my limited Italian, I would sometimes just break it down to plain English because having had the experience of teaching English to kids and adults in Brazil, I knew how to, okay, they won't understand this level, but if you break it down to this level, then it's easier to yeah. just, you know, instead of using slang, you actually have something more, um, I wouldn't say formal, but something, it's plain English. Or just try to turn the sentence around in a way that it matches kind of an Italian uh, expression that they would use. So it's easier to just, you know. But but that's one part that if you, it's actually it's very difficult for a lot of Americans to say, okay, stop using slang, just simple, 
just mm-hmm. simple English. A lot of Americans will have a difficult time communicating. It, it, it is. It's very difficult because if you sit down and you try to have someone sit there because slang is so such a, a common part of mm-hmm. our language here that we, that we don't realize how much we're using until you kind of get out of it. Yeah. you know out of there and that's the that's the uh the benefit that i've had growing up is i've ha- constantly had friends that like english was their second language mm-hmm. yeah, you know i've been to mexico many times you know, going to brazil mm-hmm. uh you know going over uh to italy so it's like i have that experience that a bunch of people that i know that live here don't have mm-hmm. It, how to try to communicate and yeah. I mean even myself I, it's very difficult even for me to sit there and do it mm-hmm. because no matter how simple I try to break it down it, it's just like I'm still going to have parts where they're still going to look at me like oh, can you please repeat that or yeah. okay I don't understand because that you know that's going to happen you think you, you've simplified it enough and people still won't understand it yeah. because you're just stuck in this mentality of like that's what I'm trying to say. And you don't understand how how you're trying to say it. it just doesn't right. make sense to other people. Right. But because I've had a lot of experience with that, uh, I've always been really good on rephrasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, rephrasing it in different ways. So eventually, it's like one of the, it's almost yeah. like, I'll keep rephrasing yeah. it and one of them's going to catch on. Use one of the synonyms. One of them yeah. is, yeah. So, but then you, you have the other side too of how when you were working at Office Depot, which is a store that sells office furniture, office supplies, and you worked at the computer part to help people buy computer um, peripherals, buy the correct printer. So you had at least two people that came to you that were trying to get help to buy something and you couldn't understand them. And you, you don't even have an excuse because one of them was speak, it was an English speaker. <laughs> So it's not like speaking English a second language. Yeah, that that's still that's still like <laughs> threw me off because I I had my I remember having my back to to them, and they were asking for some help, and I was busy putting something up, and I'll be right with you, and they started talking to me before I could turn around, and and I just I could not understand one word that they said, and I turned around, and it was a person with a very heavy Scottish accent. <laughs> and I, I had to focus so much to understand what they were saying. It's, yeah. it's like I couldn't get distracted at all by anything. Yeah. I, it's like my full focus had to be there because it, it was such a strong accent. And I just remember thinking, it's like, wow, I felt like I forgot English. <laughs> How does this, I could not believe that I missed so yeah. much of what he said and i actually had to have him repeat some of the some of the things that yeah. he was asking for yeah and that takes me back to how when we first met you said that i had a kind of a british scottish accent and yeah. i cannot understand how that would be possible because i couldn't make an accent right now i just sound like this now but i, I sounded different then yeah, yeah, you've actually lost it, but when yeah. when we first got together, yeah, certain words that you would uh, say had more of a British accent yeah. than uh, okay. than we than how we would say it here in the states, okay. uh, like like your O's. Okay, it, I still have a problem with the word cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So your your O's had more kind of the the British. Yeah, more of the British uh, inflection than yeah. than they would here. Well, especially here in California, yeah. you know, the California. At least it don't sound like a California girl, yeah. like you know, a Valley girl. So that's uh, good. Yeah. It's more standard. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. But it. The only way I can explain is that a lot of the books on tapes that my dad got me, they were British English. So some of the expressions maybe and some of the pronunciation and also my two favorite bands back then i would listen to a lot of red hot chili peppers and a lot of uh um, sound garden in chains but what i lived off and i still go back to them today is uh, simply red from the uk from england and then what 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 scotland so these were the two kind of pronunciations that i was consuming a lot even though I had a lot of the mainstream American music that was playing on the radio all the time, but maybe that's how I modeled that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just thought it was entertaining because you, you you had a mix. Okay. You had a mix of you throw in a little, uh, you know, the more uh, British uh, type of style mixed in with more of the American so yeah there is a mix there which is funny because I never did it you know I was never aware of that and I would say that most of my vocabulary is American even studying back then just like most of my vocabulary in Spanish is from Spain because I just you know love that culture but it's just weird because I could not fake an accent right now and I'm pretty bad with accents but Okay. So. Yeah, it is the, the, that goes to one thing. I always remember when we uh, uh, would s- start having conversations, when we were having conversations, uh, um, I was always just so shocked on how well you were able to understand a lot of what I was saying mm-hmm. um, because I felt like I never had to, going back to kind of change, uh, uh, kind of, to change it to a more simpler uh, mm-hmm. English, you seem to pick up on a lot of the slangs for someone that was never out of Brazil mm-hmm. and even barely out of my city. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> someone that really never uh, hung out with a lot of Americans yeah. that use a lot of these slangs. And it probably from all the times, you know, watching TV, picking up a lot of uh, the shows. Um, especially that a lot of the shows actually come from California. So we share a lot of that. Um, Oh, just being a language nerd, I guess, just consuming all of that. And it was all in my head. And I remember when I was, you know, younger telling my parents, I can think in English and they couldn't understand what I was saying because they don't. So they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then after I met you and then they see us interacting and my parents say that I sound different when I'm talking to them, not just, you know, um, the tone of my, it's more the tone of my voice that they say that it's like my voice sounds different when I'm speaking in English or Portuguese. So after they saw me interacting with you, they were able to understand it's like, oh, that's what she means by she thinks in English because they just had the basic, you know, school that they did back in college or something. And they're like, oh yeah, I can understand English. And then when they see us interacting, they're like, I have no idea what they're saying. So. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, that, that's what just amazes me when you watch people with languages because being around you and your friends is just watching them like just hit that switch really fast. And some of them are really good at it. Uh, like uh, uh, the one friend that, you know, she's able to speak the Chinese and just uh, flip that uh, um, on and off. Like, yeah. was it the English, Russian, and then Chinese? This and is, some Spanish. And then some Spanish. It's <laughs> yeah. like just watching her just to change that dial and it's like yeah. with especially with you it's like you're able to uh, uh change that because yeah, but only between two languages because i yeah you're talking about dina yeah. we haven't seen her in a long time and then uh, also another friend moritz he speaks german but then when he talks in english to us no problem and then he turns to his wife and speaks spanish and it's like it's i couldn't do that yeah. i i go you know both channels so english and portuguese no problem uh, if someone was speaking to me in Spanish or Italian, it's like, okay, I can follow, but I don't think yeah. in it, so I can't reply. So. No, but you're, you're able, my point is, is you're actually able to do that because for, uh, speaking for myself, it's like when I'm here in the, the States, it's really interesting on every single time I hear Portuguese, I automatically want to respond in English. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, for some reason, I can't turn that switch on. It's just mm-hmm. very difficult for me to respond in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Even if someone is speaking Portuguese, it's almost, uh, I can understand anywhere from like 70 to 90% of what they're saying, depending on, you know, where mm-hmm. the, their accent and where they're from. Um, but when we go down to Brazil, it usually takes me a, about a week or so, and then I'm able to do it. I'm mm-hmm. able to respond in Portuguese. I'm able, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to get around it with the language. It was the same thing when we were in Italy. When we were in Italy, it was so frustrating because I grabbed the newspaper and I could sit there and read the newspaper just fine in Italian, but I just, I couldn't flip that switch in speaking to yeah. uh, people in Italian because every single time I was ready to speak in Italian, Portuguese started coming <laughs> in my head and it just, it just overwhelmed me because yeah. it's like I was, I wanted to speak Italian Mm-hmm. But I couldn't speak Italian because Portuguese is coming to my head and I'm thinking in English. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just became overwhelming. Where it's just like, ah, this is, this is becoming difficult. And know? that's why, you know, you have to be trained as a translator or interpreter to actually do that as a job. Yeah, that's, so, it's, it's tough. And, yeah. and that's, that's the other part is I remember when we would go to Brazil and when I was like just consuming the language, kind of absorbing the culture and the language, I just remember how exhausted and tired <laughs> I was at the end of each day. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, that's all you're doing. You're just like just soaking it in, soaking yeah. it in. And 
you know, now it's just like, I, it doesn't affect me. But I remember, you know, when I first would go down there, yeah, I would just, I would be exhausted. by yeah. just, it was just, it was just everything. But it was, it's great because that's to me, but with how my brain works, that's mm-hmm. what I need to learn. I need to be yeah. it, in, entrenched into that world, into that language mm-hmm. for me to learn it. It's very difficult for me to learn in a classroom mm-hmm. um, because it's almost like uh, I can um, I could cheat, you know. I don't <laughs> I don't you know I I don't have to use it. I could get around it, mm-hmm. you know. When I'm in, in Brazil, if we go to certain areas, you can't cheat. Yeah, you you, you have to. You yeah, have to, to use it. Yeah, especially the the one time when you went to Sao Paulo for the meeting, and I was in Santos with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm there with the kids. And so we have to go to the store. We have to go get something to eat. It's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't depend on people to speak English, mm-hmm. especially uh, in, in Santos. Yeah. You know, even though there, there might be, but I can't depend on that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to use it. I yeah. can't cheat. So I'm, I'm forced to be, um, uh, to be part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's also the, the nice uh, uh, thing that really helps is being in areas where um, you start learning uh, uh, that language uh, mm-hmm. because of the, kind of just the environment, too. Because there's not going to be a lot of Americans or yeah. people that speak English that kind yeah. of come to you. Because your parents would come over, but they don't speak English. <laughs> so yeah. how, am I going to, how am I going to communicate with your parents? How yeah. am I going to, you know, go yeah. get something to eat for the kids? were still too small. It's like, yeah. Marissa does a better job now, but it's like, you know, yeah. she was uh, seven. Yeah. yeah. So it was so harder for her yeah. to... So if we want to go to a place, it's like, uh, okay, if we get a taxi, you know, how, how am I going to communicate yeah. with the taxi drivers? It's like, yeah, I got to, I got to speak to them. You know, I got to yeah. know the, the language. But, but, that's, but that's also something that I noticed that happens is when you weren't there, is, is I was, I got around just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I wasn't at that conversation level. I couldn't have conversations with people, but mm-hmm. I could communicate enough where... You could survive. I, yeah, I could survive. <laughs> but that's the other part is I noticed like a lot of times that uh, when you're there is uh, I noticed that I've become used to you're the one that always engages. Mm-hmm. Just get lazy. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. that's that's the other part. It's just like I'm so used to you're the you're the one that always takes the initiative. You're the one that always engages that it's But there's like, there's the one problem of how when we were in Italy and then just you know to try to get things done quicker instead of me trying to think in Italian and trying to communicate like when we went to get um uh like my skin was too dry, I wanted to get lotion, we went to this pharmacy and then I tried to, you know, Asked the guy in pretty plain English if he had, you know, lotion that I could buy, and it was ended up being tw- uh, 20 euros. And I got so upset, it's like, it shouldn't be this expensive. Now, if I had spoken Italian to him, or even if I had tried to speak Portuguese to him, it would probably be half the price. Well, no, we, no, if you remember, we started to catch on because we were, when we would go eat at these little shops and we would eat at these little places. And it's interesting because when we would first go to these uh, little shops, we would be charged a certain amount for the food. And then one time, 
it, it's just like we communicated in Portuguese, not English, and the price changed. Yeah. <laughs> because if you remember, it was this little booth that we got sandwiches from. Yeah. And it was, we went to that booth a, a couple times. When we spoke English, it was more expensive <laughs> yep. than when we spoke Portuguese. Yep. And then we were like, oh, okay. So everywhere we started going, we made sure that, was, that the person heard us speak Portuguese rather than English. Mm-hmm. So the, so we got, yeah. the, I guess, the normal price. Exactly. It's like, oh, they're tourists, but they're okay. They're not Americans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and going back to how you're talking about getting around in Brazil when you're speaking Portuguese and trying to you know, soak it in. I know that you get very frustrated when you try to speak Portuguese to someone, you're trying to reply, you're saying it correctly, but people just look at you like they have no idea. Maybe like like you were looking at this Scottish guy and you had no idea what he was saying. Even though he was speaking English, you couldn't understand it. And even though you're, you're speaking Portuguese to someone and even to friends of mine, they couldn't understand you speaking Portuguese because they're expecting English to come out of your mouth. So even though you're speaking Portuguese and you're trying to reply correctly, they just look at you and then you get frustrated. <laughs> yeah, it's it that that is that's always been very frustrating uh uh going around in in Brazil is the fact that when you're trying to speak and they don't respond it to me it comes across as they're being rude. Mm. Um and they're they're not being helpful mm-hmm. because it it's here in the in the states, I always found a lot of uh, people like me or like around me and my friends. We were always very helpful and encouraging, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to trying to get people to understand this is the, the, what they're saying. Um, you know, because we uh, always live so close to the border, so you know, you get a lot of uh, Mexicans that that won't speak English. So what you do is you you work with them, mm-hmm. you know. You, you try to find out with little Spanish that uh, that we know because we live so close. You try to work with the mm-hmm. people when they're when they're trying to communicate. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've been in Brazil, and you just get these just blank looks, like no one. There's no response. Mm-hmm. And or what they do is I've actually had it where I've talked to people. And then they just smile, giggle, and laugh at you. And it's like, how is that? I mean, okay, I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. did I say something wrong? Or what? <laughs> I mean, what what's going on? Yeah. I mean, that because if I said something that that if I said a joke in Portuguese, yeah. that, uh, that okay, I'm fine with that. That's the right response, right? <laughs> but if I'm asking a question or I'm um, um, or I need help with something, and that's the response you give me. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it comes across is yeah. it just it's just a rude way to respond to yeah. people, and that's that's off putting. And what happens is that discourages some people mm-hmm. to even try to communicate because yeah. it's like why even make the effort to try to communicate in their own language when they are when mm-hmm. when they're not trying to also encourage you. Yeah. You know, to keep speaking that language because that's not a good way to encourage people, you know, just yeah. to do that. But I've tried to explain to you that it's like, you know, oh. don't take it personal. And I know that it's frustrating, but try to remember that, especially where I used to live, you know, where my family is at, there are not a lot of people that are going to speak English. So what happens is 
people don't know how to react. If you go to Rio, if you go to Sao Paulo, you're going to find a lot more people that are going to be comfortable engaging with someone that speaks English because there's a lot more tourists around, but not in my city. So what happens is first they get completely nervous when there's a foreigner around and it could be, you know, uh, American, German, whatever. Um, I would say that it's not true when it's someone speaking Spanish because we do have, you know, so many Spanish countries around Brazil that whenever we have someone that speaks Spanish, we always treat like hermanos, you know? So it's it's more, Brazilians will be more welcoming when it's someone speaking yeah. Spanish, even though we have rivalries with Argentina because of soccer. But anyway, um, with with you, people will always just, just shut down. It's not because it's you, but it's because it's English. And you know, going to school to learn English in Brazil and how we are mocked about, you know, oh, if you say like that, they're going to make fun of you. So we kind of grow up going through the system of learning English in Brazil as, oh, if you go to Disney, because that's where all Brazilians want to go to. If you go to Disney and you ask for a hot doggy for a hot dog, you just say hot dog with a Brazilian accent, they're going to make fun of you. So in the back of our minds, there's always this thing of how, you know, all Americans are going to make fun of me. So when they see an American, they freeze. So that's that's yeah. how they're reacting cool. to you. I understand it's counterproductive. Yeah. They're not going like, to help you. They're just going to giggle and walk away when you're trying to buy something. But that's just the reaction yeah. that, you know. I don't know. I'm just telling how, like, how me and my friends have experienced it. I can't speak for other people. Mm-hmm. I know there's other people out there that, you mm-hmm. know, that are going to make fun of it. I mean, that's... I mean that's just going to happen everywhere, yeah. but the 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 point I'm just trying to make is the fact is when you're going to a place of business, mm-hmm. when you're going into, um, um, you know, to ask for help like at a like any a hotel, mm-hmm. right, or yeah. you know any professional place, mm-hmm. uh, I don't yeah. think it's the appropriate way. It, you know they just don't know how to how to act differently yeah. because but, there's this trauma you know uh, but i've actually been very surprised the last couple of times we've gone down there i've been really yeah. surprised on how many more people speak english i mean it's, well it's been two yeah. decades and you know yeah. things change i mean I, remember yeah. the internet when we first met yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so a lot more people that never went to take english classes at a formal setting they know a lot more english because they have youtube Pretty much, they just just YouTube has been teaching them English all along. So yeah, that, what just still blows me away is the time that uh, we went to the airport, and this is like the <laughs> the one guy that was helping because it, the guy that was helping us out. Do you remember the one time where we went up there and I couldn't trace an accent out of this guy at mm-hmm. all? Then he turns around, re, you know, speaking Portuguese to some of his coworkers. Yeah. Then. Uh, a Japanese person comes up, he starts speaking Japanese to that person there, mm-hmm. and I'm just like going, wow. And I think there was some Spanish in there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. There was some, I, this, <laughs> Maybe even French, I don't remember. But it just amazed me yeah. just how, when you're talking, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, how, how people respond, mm-hmm. you know, like at the airport, you know, they're not going to do that. But, yeah. you know, it's just... Because the qualification for you to work at the airport, you yeah. should speak at least two languages, so... Yeah, and yeah. it seems like in Brazil, they always speak more than two. Yeah. Well, a lot of them do. Yeah. But there, there's this thing of like, you know, oh, you have to learn English so you can be successful. That's, that's the mentality that we get from, you know, very early on. Uh, that's why we have English classes in pre-K in Brazil. So, you know, 
it's just you have to and then when they're faced with an actual setting that is not the book and the little things that we memorize they just freeze so yeah well <laughs> my opinion is i some americans i think need to <laughs> learn english especially when we yeah. talk about how much slang we use yeah no, <laughs> slang is fine but yeah. it's just uh when we learn english as you know a second language we just learn a lot we learn it differently like i still remember talking to some of our friends who are very educated you know americans uh, english speakers that they speak english very well and they were just they could not understand when i was telling them about countable and uncountable nouns and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like you don't say i want a water you just say i want some water because you can't count water yeah. unless you say one drop of water and you be very specific you have to say a glass of water you can't just say i want a water like some some people would say I, I want a coffee but it just it sounds weird because you can't count coffee it's not one coffee it's one cup of coffee you know what i mean but okay you're talking about something is it my brain that works uh, as here. a monolingual speaker yeah, yeah uh, the, here when you say i want a water i'm thinking of is it in a cup or mm -hmm. a bottle that's yeah. what you're referring to when mm -hmm. you want a water mm -hmm. but so, that's improper because that's how we're hammered down when we're learning yeah. english of how Water is, you can count, so you have to say, I want some water, I want a little water, I want a lot of water. You have to oh. use a, some kind of quantifier because water you can't count. It's not, you know, the same thing like, you know, I want one sandwich, it's okay because you can have a unit of sandwich, yeah. but you can have a unit of water. That's why. So when I mention no countable and uncountable nouns, my friends are like, and that's what American, the monolingual Americans uh, that only speak English, that speak English well, they're educated they mistake fewer and less and that's what i make fun of because i just i have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah constantly <laughs> yeah so that's why i have that that shirt that says i'm silently correcting your grammar because every time someone says you know oh less people now it's fewer so yeah but i mean that's that's the whole part uh, living here is we're going to use a lot of improper ways of saying things mm -hmm. but it, that's you know <laughs> yeah. it's understood yeah and yeah. and and we don't go around you know correcting every time yeah. someone yeah. says that except for if you're a language person oh well, that's my job yeah <laughs>